Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hello. All right. What up, kids? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I am Chad Sowash. On today's episode, Chad throws shade at ZipRecruiter, Crowded.com is bringing back the dead, and CareerBuilder gives us a glimpse into their platform play. Oh, and sex robots. It's getting kind of <laughs> hectic up in here. Stay tuned. We'll be right aback. Google. Lever. Intello, Monster, Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job, while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. 29th episode, Chad. What? Did you think we'd get past nine? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, the cadence has been on par, too, man. It's been good. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, big week, man. It must be fall because the press releases are flowing and the news items are on fire in our space yeah. so uh before hr tech, tech must be coming hr and tech, tech yeah. and yep. everyone else so let's let's get some shout outs out because we've got uh, a lot to cover today cool so first and foremost anybody who's looking to go to ta tech or even if you haven't i don't know why you wouldn't um denver later this month 20 uh, september 27th through the 29th uh and from my understanding joel i could be wrong but they usually are could be discounts available if you know Chad and Cheese or you listen to Chad and Cheese. That is that, is right. that the case? That's right. If uh, you want to attend, if you're not signed up already, uh, send a, an email uh, to Peter Weddle uh, at CEO at TATech.org, not dot com, dot org. Uh, mention us, and uh, you'll get a discount. Uh, from what I understand, a fairly significant discount. But you gotta email Peter in order to find out what the deal is there. So um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you out in TA Tech. If you are going, make sure you stop by and say hi and, and tell us what you think of the show, uh, good or bad. Yep, doing a live pod from there. Next pod. <laughs> Next pod. Uh, what does that mean? Next pod. Next. You don't know. By the Next. way, can no. I give us? Can I give a quick rant at you calling them pods? They're podcasts. No, you can't. No, they're pods. All right. All, right. All the anyway. cool kids call them pods. All right. If you want to chime in on that, hashtag Chad Cheese. Are they pods or podcasts? Tell us. All the cool kids. Uh, kind of a somber shout out. Uh, a lot of our listeners know the job board doctor. Oh, dude. He, uh, He's our man. He does, he does have a name. He does have a life. He's a real person. <laughs> um, probably our biggest fan. He had a brush with death recently. Um, heart attack, 
I guess he had the heart attack or he yeah, almost had the heart attack. Yeah, like four stints or something like that. I mean, this is this was serious stuff. And the next yeah. thing you know, next thing you know, he's on Twitter listening to our pod and responding back and forth. I mean, he also wrote a blog about it. And I'm like, dude, you got to be freaking kidding me. Um, eat better, diet, get out there, get your walk in. We, we want to keep you around, job board. Not just because you listen, not just because you listen, because you you're you're, uh, you're adding a lot to the the industry itself. So keep it up, man. Keep, are you, keep are you saying that our show was the inspiration for him pulling out of the the jaws of death, so that you could continue I, to listen? I, and comment I, I on wouldn't. Twitter? I wouldn't say that, but if if he would tweet that, that would really warm my heart. Just use the Chad Cheese hashtag. Well, well. <laughs> Well, anyway, man, doctor, uh, we're glad you're still around, man. And um, thank God for for advanced medicine that you can throw in a, a little squeegee in your in your veins and be be cured. That's pretty awesome. Awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. Again, I mentioned uh, hashtag Chad Cheese. You got questions, comments, whatever. Uh, we'll look at that for each show and act accordingly. Uh, if you have a news item, especially uh, a company you want us to cover or look at, um, let us know and, and we'll check that out. Yep. Hit us on Twitter, hit us on LinkedIn, whatever you feel comfortable with. Some of you recruiters out there, some of you talent acquisition peeps who are in LinkedIn a lot more than you are Twitter. Feel free just to reach out to us. Or just hit Chad in the in the neck the next time you see him in person. Throat punch. I'm used to those, though. And speaking of throat punches, uh, you've got one for Zip Recruiter today, apparently. I, I, no, not really. I mean, this is not really show, throwing shade. Joel, see, this is it's all about how you position it. It's uh, We're trying to help. We're trying to help here at Chad and Cheese, and sometimes it comes off negative. That's only because you're taking it in a negative way. Um, oh, my big hold question on. is: Hold what? on, what, what, what? All right, for the listeners okay. out there, Chad and I have a <laughs> private Facebook group where we're through the Dude, through the week. Is, you're we under share, NDA. <laughs> we share stories and ideas for shows and whatnot, and the the genesis of this Zip Recruiter commentary is, quote, ZipRecruiter rant. So I am just quoting what you have said in our in our little group. I'm not making stuff up. This is this now, is you. Now that I know, now that I know this isn't private anymore. So, okay, I can't, I can't, put on I your little even... mittens, put on your <laughs> soft gloves, and go after ZipRecruiter. No, I'm, I'm actually trying to position this before I take, take the gloves off. Um, my first question is what is zip though? I mean, seriously, we we're talking about all these recruiting platforms. And so what, what is zip? I mean, so my question to you, what are they? Uh, probably a profitable com- company with yeah, an aggressive probably marketing Pro- strategy probably, probably, that, probably, that follows yeah, me everywhere. <laughs> um, well, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a conversation for, uh, okay. another I, day. And, and the reason, and the reason being is remember Monster and Career Builder, those two big names that spent a shit ton of money uh, all over the place, and where are they today? So you know it, that means something now, and I totally get that. But from a long term standpoint, so for, I see Zip um, now that I've actually been able to use it. I'm starting to work on a, a project right now, and. Um, I'm using Zip. Uh, usually I work more on the strategic side. This time I thought, man, I'm going to get my hands dirty. I really want to use this platform. And it was interesting. They, they really are trying to push themselves as a, an all-inclusive platform with regard to uh, job postings, obviously distribution, uh, interviewing, uh, and all the sort. 
The thing that really got to me was really kind of stuck in my crawl. And for everybody out there at ZipRecruiter who actually makes decisions, because I know you're listening, um, there's some things that you got to change, man. First and foremost, to be able to call a link from your job description on the ZipRecruiter site or any of the ones that you distribute to, to my actual job on my applicant tracking system so that they can apply into my ATS, not into your system, to call that ATS integration, that's something that we call, I mean, that that was a term that we used in 2002, okay? It's, it's 2017, guys. That's not an ATS integration by any stretch of the imagination. It's a link to the actual job on my site. We've been doing this for well over a decade, okay? And to ask to me to pay double for that quote unquote ATS integration, that's like highway robbery. So that was my my big first issue when I first got into the when I got into the system. I'm like, hey guys, I was talking to my sales guy. I was like, okay, cool. This is what I want. I want good candidate uh experience, right? So user experience has got to be good. It's got to be, it's got to flow into my applicant tracking system. Um, and yeah, that wasn't something that they, I mean, they pretty much penalize you for wanting to do something that's actually better for, for the, uh, the candidate. You know, there's a, a story, I think late last year about ZipRecruiter for some members, I mean, like had price increases in like the 600% increase range. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd have to look that up. But, um, you know, if, if you're going to increase prices, you should at least start labeling stuff um, as cool integrations and distribution. They, they, they should be cool integrations. They shouldn't just be links for I mean, that that's that's all it was. So trying to trying to actually get somebody to believe that, you know, there was so much work that had to be done to make sure that this specific link could be put in the apply button, I thought was ridiculous. But again, those are things that they could definitely look at changing. Now, if you're an enterprise company, you'll either pay that fee or you will force your recruiters to use ZipRecruiter system, which is an entirely different system, which is obviously divorced from their applicant tracking system, um, or they'll just walk away. And from a recruiter standpoint, and this is how, you know, we're using the system now, um, it, it doesn't streamline the recruiter's daily process, which means there's much more friction for the, the, the recruiter themselves. Uh, it should be all the way through. User experience should always be the focus, especially for, for a brand and a company that wants to be able to obviously impact in a very positive way instead of having, and not to mention also, make it easier for the recruiters. So instead of jumping into ZipRecruiter and inviting those candidates to apply to the job that they should already be applying to on my site, those are some things. Um, not to mention emailing in the system, sending emails to candidates they don't save any of those emails in the system at all. You have to check a box and send it to your email, which from a compliance and federal contractor standpoint, record keeping is a freaking nightmare. Um, so these are just just two. I'm going to step away from it. Two things that you guys really need to fix because it, those two things are jacked up, especially paying for things that should be easy. I could code myself. That's pretty bad. This is two shows in a row where we've sort of gone after uh, a big player uh, in the industry. Me going after Dice and leadership last week, and you going <laughs> after ZipRecruiter. I don't know. Maybe this is a new thing. Like we'll just bash people in the first five minutes. 
This is this is advice. This is not <laughs> this bad is advice. This it's is true. Advice. It's true. You should it's love advice. your critics. You should love your critics. The fact that we're taking time to talk about this and give you free advice, you know, embrace that. Embrace the Chad and cheese. Embrace it. And speaking of embrace, man, we got this segues really, really hot. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, you're going to go there. All oh, right. Shit. A story came out because we talk about so robots, creepy. right? And we've so talked creepy. about sex robots. There so was a creepy. story this week about, you guessed it, sex robots. Again. So apparently there's new fear that these sex robots, really robots in general, I'm not sure why they focused on sex robots. Maybe that's because those are the robots being built the fastest. But Yeah, probably. Uh, these robots can be hacked and they can kill you. <laughs> so just, okay, so here's the question. Here's the question. It, it, I don't see this as a hack because what they did, and I watched this creepy freaking video of these sex robots and this this the, the, the CEO and the creator of, of all this is creepy as hell, first off. Um, but they were talking about the AI and how you can pro, pro program the AI and how it can use an app on your phone. And what it was sounding like was all you're doing is creating something that is more real world because I don't know any wife or significant other who at one time doesn't really just want to kill you, right? I mean, you know. That, that, I don't know I, what I, you're I bet, talking about. I bet, I bet Christine feels that fairly often. <laughs> so you've seen the movie uh, Makina or whatever it was. El Machina. That was awesome. Yes. So it's kind of that theme, right? Like this dude had, he was developing robots that were these hot women and they end up killing him in the end of the movie and they escape and, you know, go out into the real world. Um, I haven't, I don't know what this has to do with employment. Um, probably nothing, but it's just fun to talk about. Um, (laughs) robots for sure are interesting. Sex so, robots are interesting, and sex robots getting hacked and killing people, um, and trying we're, we're to talking en- about, trying to envision what that AI. looks like um, yeah, is no, interesting. Ta- yes, the AI piece as well. This is happening, and we like to just make sure our, our listeners are in the know. Oh yeah, I mean autonomous vehicles, uh, you know the the violence of the world, the hiring solved, and then the sex robots. Yeah. By the way, did I you mean, see the, uh, the 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 joke that Ford? played on people they had a dude driving that looked like a seat <laughs> did you see this i did not but i love okay. it already so yeah so a dude was driving who was he was a seat basically he could see and he was he had his hands on the you know the bottom of the wheel anyway people people were taking selfies with the car um they were stopping what they were doing uh, they were waving, even though there's no one in the car to wave to. It's just, it was kind of fascinating um, what that video showed. So anyway, if you want to if you want to laugh, go forward self driving joke video or something and see uh, exactly what was going on there because it, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's... <sighs> All right. So let's go from fake women killing us um, during intercourse to women at Google who are apparently underpaid and probably want to kill people, probably want to kill people. Let's, let's yeah. get this news right. Uh, because we can get in trouble with these topics. So I want to get, get some of the facts right here. Um, give me a second. 
Uh, yep. So an internal spreadsheet surfaced. Uh, it showed compensation differences based on gender, which is interesting. Um, they they apparently have classes of of employee at Google, like tier one, tier two, etc. Um, so anyway, women are paid quite a bit less at Google. Um, this is sort of a thing that go that this whole programming Silicon Valley boys club stuff. Uber was hit on this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was happening. So anyway, uh, right. there's a class action lawsuit. Uh, Filed on behalf of four years' worth of women working at Google in California. Uh, they're saying that the tech giant systematically systematically pays women less for, quote, substantially similar work and denies them opportunities for advancement or promotion. Quote, there's been a lot of PR and lip service, and end quote, to fixing the gender pay gap, but no real changes, says Kelly Ellis, one of the attorneys. Uh, the suit comes amid a flood of recent scandals and accusations of sexism in the tech industry. Dude, the DOL is already investigating Google for bias and compensation. I mean, it they're already under a microscope, first off. Then you've got a developer, correct me if I'm wrong, who wrote – a, some stupid document and put it out for everybody to, to, to see that talked about why men are better programmers than women. Okay. So, I mean, it, this is a culture issue that we're seeing in Google and prospectively Silicon Valley overall. And don't you think this is probably common? It's, it's not a Google problem. I mean, Google is going to get pinched for it and they're, they have the most money to gain for a lawsuit. Um, my problem is how do you, like how do you prove this? I I understand like government. Well, I understand government jobs. You know, like okay, you are an accountant, a junior accountant, whatever. This is what you're paid, male, female, whatever. But I don't no, know how you go to a same. private company and tell them the they're, they're a federal contractor. That's how you do it. It's very simple. Every company who has over fifty employees is subject to EEOC. Period. So it doesn't matter. And they're also a federal contractor, which is under OFCCP, right? So there are two different departments that are focused on making sure that Google doesn't do this kind of shit. That every company, whether you're a federal contractor or not a federal contractor, you don't do this stupid shit. And so, yeah, I don't care if you're a private company or not. You'd better be doing the right thing. And you'd better be making sure that you don't have these pay discrepancies. This is ridiculous. All right, so this is an education for me. As you, I'm the feds. Ahead. No, you're you're my you're my bureaucrat in you know <laughs> in house uh, informant. So the feds can go to Google and make them do what? Can they make okay, them so- standardize salaries for positions? Can they make them standardize you know compensation like stock you know shares and like, can they make them do that? They they should be doing it already. But yes, especially because they're federal contractors. And if Google wants to be able to continue to receive hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe billions of dollars, who knows how much from the federal government, then they have to abide by certain guidelines. Not to mention in the EEOC side of the house for uh, equal opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, th- these are these Types of pay Does equal opportunity mean equal pay though. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, and you, you're you're talking about you're talking about pay discrepancies. 
especially, I mean, again, the OFCCP has been very, very hot on this, on this practice. And um, this is the type of data they actually go into and they are looking for. They are specifically looking for these, these, these pieces of data to be able to point out huge discrepancies. And um, again, the whole paying 75 cents on the dollar, 70 cents on the dollar, whatever it is. Um, and what are you doing to rectify that? So how do you think this ends? How does this lawsuit play out? Well, with the current administration, I mean, it's it's entirely different from the last administration, especially because Patricia Shu was was over the OFCCP at one time, and she was she was uh, by trade a litigator, right? Um, that's changed uh, d- dramatically, let's say. So right now, I say you know we're going to see some we're going to see some action. There's no question. This is out there. It's in the courts. Um, uh, but they're going to have to be some pay discrepancy changes made. And from a fine standpoint, here's the thing. Uh, courts can take a look at, and, and we should, I don't want to get into legal legal areas, but there are the pay gap pieces that actually could be paid back to those groups. So if you have, much like a class action, if there's a group that has been impacted adversely, right, and you can prove it, well, you can also prove how much money they lost because of this diverse impact, right? Or this this impact, right? So there could be some there could be some huge huge fines that Google would incur, any company would incur to be able to make that gap right. So your prediction is the, they're going to pay some. The money. ladies in the class action suit are going to get paid. Google's going to get fined. And there's going to be a tighter grip on Silicon Valley's sort of pay discrepancies, if there are some. You know, it's not just Silicon Valley, but yeah, if there if there are some some hot spots well, the, in the, certain areas like Silicon Valley, yeah, there there definitely is going to be the gonna light be is definitely on Silicon yes. Valley, and I think there's I agree. there's a historical perception that yes, you know, if you're an it, if you're if you're a manufacturing company, or if you're you know, like there are certain industries that are old. And are probably used to this sort of um, microscope by the government and being fair on this issue that technology, frankly, probably hasn't had to deal with because we're talking about 10, 20, 25 year old companies. You know, they've been busy growing and not worrying about, oh, what are we paying people and our women? And so I don't I don't think this is a, a this I don't think this is a conspiracy by Google. I just think. Um, what, what part don't you think is a conspiracy? <laughs> I don't think that I don't think someone said let's pay women less. This looks blatant. Okay, so I've seen I've seen where it's less blatant. Um, it's less blatant, and companies uh, automatically uh, pay the person uh, through the negotiation process, and it it uh, it's been demonstrated that men negotiate better than women when it comes to salary and benefits. It, it, it just is there. There's actual data that's out there. So therefore, okay, then stop. if you take then a look stop, at, then it's not a conspiracy. If if you're just said, if you just said yeah, men negotiate you, better, entirely different from the data that you, that you've actually uncovered. That is that that's something entirely different. So what I'm saying is this happened 20 years ago, right? Companies have been doing this for years. That pay gap grows as they go through the process of getting to that next level, that job, that next level. And if if everybody's pay increases by 5%, 
and you started at a higher level than one of your peers, what's going to happen? That pay gap is going to is going to is going to grow, right? That's one of the things that we've seen. But this is this is something that's much more blatant and more new. Well, it will be interesting to watch and it will it watch and it will have ramifications for a lot of companies probably. Like I don't know if Facebook, Apple, etc. are going to be dragged into any of this, but um, mm-hmm. it could be uh, pretty interesting for sure. Well, why do you think companies don't put salaries on jobs today? I mean, this is an entirely different discussion, but it's one of the things that we should get into and, and, and talk about. Tim Sackett did a great post on that this week. Um, I mean, for a variety of reasons. Um, I mean, they're private companies. Like, they don't have to do it. I think, I think the market is such that these these things will be revealed. I mean, you're seeing more and more sort of employee anonymous review sites talking about salaries and what positions are getting what. And so, I mean, I think I think it's going. You know, the the cover is going to be taken off at some point. It already started. I hope it is so. starting. Um, and yeah, you should use that as a negotiation <laughs> negotiation tool. Like, if you're going into an interview and not saying like, "Oh yeah, according to Glassdoor." or indeed, or whatever, you know, apparently this position should garner me X amount of money. So what you're saying is if you're a company and you are not using an app that aggregates your uh, employee we're not reviews, getting into that. We're not getting into that. You are just let's move on. real quickly though, uh, in, in sort of light of women and talking about that, um, Pinterest announced this this week. 200 million active users on the platform. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of, that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, that's you know, that's huge. LinkedIn numbers. Uh, that's Twitter weren't their numbers. numbers 80% female. Yeah. Wasn't it? Cause we talked about that like a couple of we weeks did. ago. We talked about it at um, practice link. Thanks for having us out there. Link. And by the way, if, if you'd like us to come to your event or conference, let us know. Um, yeah, we do some good stuff. It's yeah. fun. So, yeah, if you're not, you know, if you're not looking at Pinterest, you know, the numbers are there to start looking at Pinterest as a, as a marketing, um, you know, medium. So, uh, yeah. It's like we say this every week. These are channels. And if we start, if you start looking at your targets, right, and if you are low on the female, you know, uh, totem pole of trying to get female talent into your organization, you've got to start looking at channels like this. How can you prospectively, how can you prospectively leverage them to be able to get to the types of individuals and talent that you're looking for? How can you do that? I mean, that's, that's the important piece. Then you take a look at Snapchat, which runs, you know, at a, at a lower age demographic. And I mean, these channels are out there. And if you're in talent acquisition and you are not looking at these as great opportunities to be able to reach great talent in a specific demographic, Man, wake up. It's 2017. Yep. Marketing. Uh, fish where the fish are. If you're looking <laughs> to recruit a more diverse Marketing. audience, and granted, you can target Facebook for having your ads show up for women only. Um, my guess is Facebook is probably going to run you uh, a lot more expensive than ads will on uh, somewhere like Pinterest. So if you're looking to streamline, be more savvy, go where you know the puck is going. Uh, Pinterest is maybe one of the places that you want to look. And did you speaking say, uh, of puck is going, where the did puck, you say is, puck going? is going, did, did you drop the F bomb? No, puck, Whew. puck, <laughs> puck, hockey. Uh, anyway, ah, gotcha. um, speaking of Facebook advertising, uh, you're kind of excited about a current, a recent move by Walmart. Tell me about that. 
It was it was in my feed, um, and this is what we've been talking about uh, for the progression of Facebook Jobs. And I'm not really sure that this was a progression of Facebook Jobs, but I think this is uh, an indicator that companies understand what Facebook Jobs should be. So Walmart had a an ad in my feed that talked about a specific uh, job slash um, a career fair that was happening uh, close to me. And it, it, it actually drove me to their applicant tracking system uh, on careers.walmart.com. So this was in my feed, targeted to me. Now, I don't think it was it was targeted well um, because Facebook does have a ton of data. The thing is they don't have uh, as much data from a professional standpoint as LinkedIn does. If they did, I think they could really rip this market up. Um, but yeah, so I received a Walmart job in my feed and I didn't have to go to, to, to marketplace. So that was really cool. So it was a, it was a job fair, correct? Yeah, it was a job fair. So, so what I thought was interesting about this is it was, it was targeted from what I could tell to residents of Seymour, Indiana and in the, uh, region, yeah. in the, in the, in the area. Right. And for those who don't know, and most don't aside from the birthplace of John Mellencamp, um, Seymour isn't, isn't known for much more. Uh, I have relatives there as well, but they're not well known. Um, and <laughs> if you're looking for people in Seymour, Indiana, how do you do that? Right. And I think that right here, using, man. using Facebook to laser focus, you know, Seymour, and I'm assuming, you know, a five to 10 mile radius from Seymour mm-hmm. Is a very effective advertising medium to do that because well look at look at the ad though it says starting pay is fifteen seventy per hour so again once again it's not really targeted to me um, from but I mean that they're they're putting the wage out there because they know at least from a entry level or maybe maybe even a few steps up um, that that's competitive not to mention they have pretty damn good benefits. Um, and, and continued wages. I've, I have friends that, that work, uh, as distribute, uh, distribution managers. They love it, man. Um, so they knew we're going to go after these guys. We know what they want. Here's the price point. Let's suck them in. Yeah. Am I, through Facebook? Am I, you know, if you were going to put a radio spot, um, in Indiana, you'd probably have to hit the Indianapolis market or maybe the Louisville market in between there, uh, the TV market. So you, you, you know, and I don't know how many people read the newspaper in Seymour anymore. So Facebook, to me, from this perspective, is a great um, platform to put this event in front of the right people. Um, I live 30 minutes from you, and I haven't seen the ad, and I'm probably not targeted because I'm too far away. But if you're not if you're not looking at at you know similar strategies as an employer, you know you're missing out. If you're just putting a job, you know, in Seymour and hoping that it's found. Um, you know, good luck, especially if it's a job fair event. It's not an actual job posting necessarily because they have probably yeah. a few positions to fill. So yeah, yeah. But you had to apply, you had to apply into this, which means you were going through an application process of sorts. So they wanted your oh, okay. data before you showed there. Okay. Yeah. So, and here's, here's what I hope we see. I hope we see that getting jobs into marketplace is obviously step one. This is step two. So if you go into and you get an XML feed of marked up jobs that are into the marketplace uh, on Facebook, then you can go and boost whatever jobs you want to boost and then start to tweak the types of individuals that you want to be able to target. Once we get there, 
you and I keep talking about platform wars. This is a hell of a step for Facebook. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, they may not need job fairs in the future. I mean, you, you get in the future, like have all your positions laser targeted to people on Facebook that are in Seymour, Indiana. Um, and the whole rigmarole of a actual event may not even be necessary. And legit. with, you know, virtual reality coming, which oh, you're Jesus. bearish on, you know, put on the headset and go to the event, you know, anyway, we won't get into VR. Uh, in fact, let's take a break. Let's take a breather. We've had a lot to I talk to- about. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about crowded who we actually haven't talked about. I don't think, uh, they have a new product out and career builder, um, has a new product out as well. It's definitely worth talking about. So, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. Ever made a bad hire? Well, who hasn't? Hiring the right person can be extremely difficult and quite frankly, can kill your business if you get it wrong. Well, now thanks to the folks at Wonderlick, there's an easy and affordable solution that can help you find the future rock stars and help you avoid the bad apples. It's called OneScore and you can try it for free. That's right. Chad and Cheese listeners can get a free seven-day trial by visiting wonderlick.com slash cheddar. That's W-O-N-D-E-R-L-I-C dot com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Use OneScore to make your hiring process smarter. Go to www.wonderlick.com slash cheddar and start your free OneScore trial now. Now. Triple W. So... I want to frame the crowded announcement as the black hole of resumes and people who may not be familiar with that because it's, it's, it's been a problem really ever since the job board phenomenon happened in the late nineties. Right. It's still happening. When, when you and I applied to our first jobs, at least I'm speaking for me, I had to go to Kinko's. I had to print out stuff. I had to get really nice paper. I had to FedEx, you know, uh, my resume with right a cover font. letter, like a legitimate cover letter. Um, it was a pain in the ass as well as being an expense. When the internet opened up, shotgunning your resume to everyone became super easy and everyone started doing it. And what, what happened in the process was people applied to a lot of jobs and got nothing back. Like what they heard after applying, applying to a company was basically. You've been waiting to use that. And that was it. Yeah. I've been waiting to use that one. Um, (laughs) so anyway, companies have had these databases full of people, binders full of women. They don't use binders full of women. (laughs) They don't. (laughs) That was a political reference for those of you who don't know. It's it's nothing. Okay. Mitt Romney. Don't come Mitt after Romney. me about that. Yes, Mitt uh, yeah, Mitt Romney. Look it, um, look it up. Tons of resumes. So basically databases full of contact information, education, uh, location, etc. that have essentially been rotting in these databases for years mm-hmm. and crowded uh, who has come along and basically said, how do we how do we pump life back into these these people that have been sort of you know dead in our databases for years, and bring them back up to the surface 
you know, they have new skills now, they may have new needs, etc. And I'm not an expert on the product of, of Crowded. Uh, we both know Howie, their founder, and, um, you know, they've, they've got money behind them. They've got a great URL. Um, you know, all signs point that this is a pretty interesting product. But uh, they recently launched Crowded Refresh, uh, which essentially will look at your current resume database. I think they're working with a lot of well-known ones like iSIMS and um, Workable and, yes, the Greenhouse, a lot of the one, the ATSs that a lot of us know. Uh, I know they're adding more all the time. And they basically go through your database and then they reach out to them and they engage with them with a chat bot. We've talked about chat bots a lot on the show. They gauge, I guess, interest, new skills they have, uh, maybe new jobs uh, that have come up. You know, maybe they applied to, to a job in 2007. They filled it. That person left. You know, maybe they were the number two person for the job. Now they can bubble back up um, as a candidate for that job. So anyway, I just I think it's a great concept to take these databases that are old and crusty and how do we reinvigorate them um, and and crowded hopefully will be a, a trend where ATSs get on board of how do we keep these people engaged as opposed to just having them sit and rot in our in our system. Right. So the chatbots do the chatbots actually reach out to them and say, hey, here's a here's a, a job you should apply for, apply to. So my understanding is. Um, they e- so they have an email address for these folks. Right. So they, they will send out an email um, telling them to sort of come back. You know, we've missed you. Uh, you know, tell us what you're looking for. You know, people come back. They go to a, a chat bot see, you know, scenario. The chat bot asks them, like, you know, How to refresh what are you doing your, now? Yeah, What's yeah, your job yeah, now? Yeah. Whatever, whatever the questions are that screens them into new positions or um, other positions. But it reengages them, gets them reacquainted with the company, which I think is a great branding play as well, yes. uh, particularly if you're selling stuff to consumers in mass. So, yeah, I, you know, I've always had the idea of like you should email these folks like on a regular basis, like send them a, a monthly newsletter. But this takes it to a whole different level of saying we're actually going to engage and find out what they're looking for, if they have new skills, what's going on, and then and then potentially place them into a new opportunity that, right. that's come up. Well, see, I mean, the, the the problem over the years hasn't been that, you know, recruiters couldn't use the resume database. It's just that they, they never did, right? They they, they didn't. Especially they, they, not they as didn't. a marketer. I mean, this is this is nurturing people as opposed to hunting them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the problem has been talent acquisitions behavior. Companies have data showing that, you know, recruiters don't even use their own resume database, but they keep buying vendor databases. Then they go through, I mean, so it's one of those things where it's kind of that we've been chasing our tail for years, building up these huge, huge databases. It sounds like that this could be a very good answer to re-engaging candidates, first and foremost, who went into a black hole and pulling them back up and having them apply to specific positions. And if the system continuously does that, that makes a hell of a lot of sense, right? Um, Even even if it's just, hey, we have a sales job open or an accounting job, and the first place you look is past applicants and engage with them and see if they're open, if they're available, you know, instead of of knee-jerkingly posting a job or going right to LinkedIn and searching, you know, people, like, you know, Go to your database and see if there are people there now. But I think previously it was too hard to scale that, to go to every person 
every accountant, you know, in the last 15 years resume that's come in. So mm-hmm. this is a way to automate that. And, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's cool. So, you, you know, just check out crowded if you haven't yet. Yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta hope that you as a company didn't turn all these freaking people off to your brand because you treated them like shit over the years. Cause you never got back. I mean, that, that's the problem, right? So the, the problem over the last decade, you've treated candidates like shit. Um, ones who didn't, you know, they didn't, you know, meet the, 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 rec, the, the prerequisites or what have you, they probably do now, but, uh, you better hope that your brand is, is, isn't one that's shit in their head, because if it is, they're not going to give you anything. So, I mean, I think Howie and team have, Howie, Howie's an incredibly smart guy. He's got incredibly smart people that are working for him. Um, I think this makes a lot of sense, but it always comes back to your experience in your, your marketing and branding. This could prospectively help revive and revitalize that brand. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. It sounds cool. Yeah. And I think, I think marketing would almost be as interested in something like this as, um, dude, how, how does, how does marketing not, not just go crazy over the amount of people that are in a database that is just pretty much a black hole that could prospectively be, um, let's say, I don't know, candidates in the future or buy their product. Oh, I totally agree. It's ridiculous. It's a gold mine that, you know, it's just, it's, it hasn't been used. And that's, that's the big differentiation between marketing and then obviously recruiting. I don't think they understand what is actually available on how many people staffing and recruiting touch every single day. Yeah. If marketing knew how many resumes <laughs> there were just waiting to buy stuff, uh, yeah. they would, they would freak out and fall in love with, uh, with HR. But anyway, uh, let's move on. Um, career builder launched quote talent discovery in quote this week. Um, actually it was a couple, it might've been a couple weeks ago. Uh, but the idea is interesting to me. So the product is essentially pull in multiple, um, multiple accounts into one interface being on career builder. So Products, pull in, yeah. you pull in your candidates from your ATS yeah. Maybe your job postings from multiple places, et cetera. So as we talk about the platform wars and being a one-stop shop, you know, for everything and, and Google starting to play in that. And we talked Facebook and certainly I'm sure LinkedIn, Microsoft, Skype would love to be that platform as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, career builder strategy seems to be, we'll, we won't be our own entity. That'll be part of it. But our role is to pull in all these services that you use and instead of logging in and out everywhere, you come to Career Builder and you manage everything from there. Yeah, it's a it's an ecosystem, and it's it's all focused on reducing friction. Like we're talking about ZipRecruiter earlier. I mean, that wasn't reducing friction; it was adding friction. This is more of a kind of hey, we're going to Elmer's glue all of our stuff together here right out of the gate. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what this is really going to look like once they launch it. But we'll get some Elmer's glue, pull some things together, maybe do a you know one a single login, um, and uh, it just it's a connected quote unquote ecosystem. How, how many times have we heard <laughs> that? Remember, remember the old uh, portal wars from back in the day? Everybody wanted to be the portal to the internet. The you know the yeah. AOLs, the Yahoos. Yeah. Um, this this move by Career Builder kind of feels like you know we're going to be the portal for you to access sort of all these services. Well, in 
I mean, I, I really believe, and these are the conversations that we've had with like the Indeeds of the world, where Indeed is looking for acquisition and they're looking to build and they're, they're looking to be the platform. Um, crew builders looking to be the platform. The, the thing is, and, and I appreciate all of this, um, they are still fighting against the Googles, the Microsofts, the Facebooks. Um, that, that's, that's a hard fight. Not saying that it can't be won, especially if you're an expert in, spe- in, in a sp- specific area. But uh, yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this is still an uphill battle for them. I, I, I love the idea, um, pulling everybody together to be ever, everything together so that you can post a rec and then automatically receive candidates um, from your talent network, you know, so pretty much candidates who've already been, uh, you know, that, that have already given their data to you. Um, it's good stuff. We'll, we'll see how it roll up, rolls out. Yep. So we mentioned, uh, we talk about Tim Sackett quite a bit on the show as, as sort of a, a known uh, entity in here in recruiting. And, and he had a, a, a review of, of the service. And one of the things that he said was, quote, this is a pretty robust addition to CB's lineup of products that actually simplifies everything under one roof. Uh, this makes a ton of sense for both Career Builder and its users, bringing both your ATS database and your public resume databases into one platform to be able to be nurtured in one workflow is just the way it should be. So uh, if well, you I believe Tim knows what he's talking about, that's a, a pretty pretty nice review. Yeah, he knows. He, he, he's been around for well over a decade. I, I think this is also a marketplace for the middle market. So the enterprise side of the house, you've got all these different, you've got all these different layers that you're trying to pull together. This is a great opportunity to be able to do that. For the middle market, you might not, and you might not even know what's out there. This is going to give you more of a marketplace to be able to go out and say, okay, we're going to pull together what you currently have, but oh, over here, you have the opportunity to do interviewing or, or, or whatever else. So I see this as an opportunity to create an ecosystem that could also drive sales. Yep, so Crowded and Career Builder. Quick applause there for you guys. Um, all right, uh, are you ready to move on? Yeah, we got something One more item and then we're out. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, and there's another free TS, free, free TS, free, free there's TS, another free ATS. Dude, you just, you just coined. That is awesome. Joel Cheeseman, free TS. Free tracking system. I don't know if it works, but yeah, we'll, we'll um, anyway. Who cares? Uh, Mighty Recruiter, one of the lesser known of the ATSs, uh, launched a free version of their, of their solution um, this week. This is on the heels of, Indeed, sort of having their own free light ATS and career site, um, and certainly smart recruiters who launched Smart Start um, a week or two ago is a free option there, uh, which is ironic because they used to be a free option, then they went paid, and now they're going to go back to free. Right, or have right. a free option. So anyway, so this, of, the whole commoditization of, of this space, yeah. uh, we believe it's happening. This is another example of free ATS, free technology, because that's what technology does. It goes to free. We're talking about Google Hire driving this type of behavior from some of the smaller competitors. I mean, Google Google Hire, SMB market, you know, Mighty Recruiter, Smart Recruiter, they're trying to get into that that market as well through their freemium version. So uh, I see a big player really driving the market. And I think that's all we got this week. That it? What about the the Deshaun's run last night? Was that was that uh, anything to to make you excited, or was it just? Yeah, let's talk uh, about two yeah. crappy football teams. <laughs> Dude, I could not watch that game last night. It was horrible. Uh, 
All right, man. Horrible. We okay. out? We good? Yeah, I think we're good. Great All weekend, right. everybody. Hey, Chad Cheese. Don't forget the hashtag, Chad Cheese. Chad Cheese. And, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you go. ChadCheese.com, iTunes. You know where to listen to us. We out. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.